successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get out of Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. You're listening to 980 AM. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us on the radio. Or if you're listening via podcast today on iTunes, greatly appreciate it. Or if you're on our website, grillnationshow.com thanks for joining us there and and checking out all of our information about our show it's exciting to be back here this week i have my voice back which is great last week was a struggle but this is going to be a big show today so i'm excited to uh, get to our guests here in just one second you connect with me on twitter at jason grill and at grill nation show i want to thank our partners and supporters of the grill nation show before we get started title sponsors of the show are trust mobank bok financial and two west companies Contributors to the Grill Nation show include uh, Port Casey, Brian Sarf from True Wealth and Company, and today's contributor, uh, they uh, join me quarterly, is the KCADC, that's the Kansas City Area Development Council. I want to thank Tim Cowden and Ashley Hand, who always uh, supply us with amazing guests and shows, and today is no exception to the rule. Uh, so I'm going to bring in our guests here so we can get started. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, first off, we have uh, Leslie Elwell who is the uh, Chief People Officer at J.E. Dunn Construction. Uh, she's joined by John Murphy, who is the partner at Shikardi and Bacon, uh, and a trial attorney and former firm chair at a very well-known firm here in Kansas City. And Sherry Gonzalez, who is the Vice President of uh, the Civic Council of Greater Kansas City and the Director of Executive Director of the K- of KC Rising. We're going to be talking about KC Rising today. The website is kcrising.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. How are you this morning? Just fine. Thanks, Jason. It's great to have you. I want to kind of give our listeners uh, an overview of your background before we get into Casey Rising. And I will note, mention that Casey Rising is a long-term vision for the greater Kansas City region to build capacity, bring existing businesses to scale, and fully realize the Casey region's potential. Casey Rising is regional and focused, but global in perspective, targeting high growth in trade, people, and ideas. Its website again is caseyrising.com. Tell us about kind of your backgrounds here in Kansas City and your role and how you got involved with Casey Rising. We'll start uh, with John. Tell us about your background and uh, what you do. Sure, Jason. Uh, I've been with Shook Hardy for 40 years. I was the global chair of Shook for 15 years. From a civic standpoint, uh, I'm a former chair of the KCADC. Uh, I'm chair-elect of the United Way. I was heavily involved in the business initiatives surrounding uh, the new airport. Mm-hmm. And I am currently in my third year as co-chair of KC Rising. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome background. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And you've obviously, 40 years at a law firm, that's that's quite an accomplishment. Nobody else would have me. So. <laughs> Congrats to John. I want to move over to, to Leslie next. Leslie, tell us about yourself. Thank you. I have been with Jay Dunn for a year and a half. Great company here in Kansas City. Wonderful. J.E. Dunn is uh, it's terrific, and really the role that uh, we play 
in being able to drive, right, um, architecture, engineering, construction, technology in the city is, right, and in the region, it's uh, nothing but remarkable. I've had a pleasure to be able to do that. A little bit about my background, uh, if you hear an accent, I'm actually from Venezuela, mm-hmm. and Kansas City is my second home, and I couldn't even imagine being in, in a different place, given the opportunities for the accelerated growth that mm-hmm. the region brings. Mm-hmm. I saw you went to KU. Is that how you got connected to yes, Kansas City yes, for your absolutely, master's? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I came to KU. I'm glad we kept you in Kansas City. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, and then last but not least is Sherry at the end of the, of the, of the role here is new to you, right, as the executive director of KC Rising. Tell us about uh, your background and how you, how, what you've done in your past. So that's correct. I've been in the role since the end of January. Mm-hmm. Um, I do joke that while I've been in the position for just a few weeks, um, months now, um, I've been with Casey Rising since inception. I had been the staff support for the human capital piece of what we did. Um, previously, I was working with Mid-America Regional Council as the director of community economic and workforce development. Mm-hmm. Um, my background is... I've done also international development, um, and I Kansas City is a second home to me as well. I was born and raised in New Mexico. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a cool state. I've been there a handful of times to Albuquerque. Yes. Graduated. So it's a lot different than Kansas City, right? It is very different than <laughs> Kansas City. It is, but... Um, but there, Kansas City has so much to offer that I have spent the majority of my adult life and career here. That's great. Um, okay, so let's start with you then, Sherry, and tell us about, uh, kind of give us the flyover of, of what Casey Rising is. Yeah, so Casey Rising, you mentioned it in your introduction, but it's a long-term vision uh, for regional prosperity. And so we really have focused since 2015 on the Kansas City region. We have a promise to be business-led, to be metrics-driven, to be transparent, and to also be inclusive. Um, in creating this vision, we've borrowed a lot from Brookings and their ideas around economic development for metros. And, and so we have structured ourselves around drivers and ideas, the things where we're bringing money and dollars into the community and we're selling goods and services outside of the community. We've held ourselves accountable through three specific metrics that we've been calling our horizon metrics. And so that's regional gross domestic product, a median household income, and quality jobs. And we measure that against 30 peer metros, and those are determined by population size. So the 15 larger, the 15 smaller, how are we doing in context to those? Um, and so that's a little bit about Casey Rising. It's been supported since its inception by a, a number of civic organizations and volunteers, and so The Kansas City Area Development Council has been at the table from the beginning, Mid-America Regional Council, uh, the Civic Council, and also the KC Chamber. Mm -hmm. And John, you were uh, involved with this for quite a while, right? Yeah, I was here from the start, um, and I think Sherry's point is well taken about being business-led. One of the things we did when we started looking at KC Rising was to try to get some sense of an understanding of how cities were coming out of the 2008 recession. And we were finding that Kansas City was doing well, but we weren't doing as well in terms of an economic rebound as some of our peer cities. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we wanted to do was not only measure our progress going forward, but measure our progress 
vis-a-vis our peers. Mm. So it wouldn't be enough, for example, for us to raise our GDP by a certain percentage. We wanted to see whether that increase in the gross domestic product, how that stacked up against our peer cities. So we were basically measuring those two uh, metrics as we move forward. Mm-hmm. We'll get into some of our peer cities in the next segment and, and what we have been doing. I think it's interesting because from time to time you see all of this positive energy in Kansas City in the last few years. and uh, You see things happening. You see cranes in the air. You see people and jobs and companies starting here and growing here. But people always want metrics, right? And, and I, maybe it's just me, but I think that's something we've been missing. It's a lot of rah-rah and the, the PR folks, and we, we do a really good job of promoting Kansas City, but having that data – which you all have been uh, following is, is so helpful. And it's it's cool to read, actually, as an economics major. It's fun to look at. So uh, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into some of the other issues. We're going to break down some of the things you've been working on, some exciting new uh, initiatives, uh, and also learn more about KC Rising and, and what all goes into it. Here on the Grill Nation show today, you're listening to 980 AM. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM. And if you're listening on iTunes via podcast, we appreciate it. And you can always connect with us at grillnationshow.com. I'm going to post video, or excuse me, photos of our guests today and more information about them on my website after the show. We're joined today again by Sherry Gonzalez, who is the director of KC Rising and vice president of the Civic Council. John Murphy is a partner uh, at Shikardi and Bacon, a trial attorney and former global firm chair. And Leslie Elwell, who is the Chief People Officer at J. Dunn Construction. Thanks to KC uh, ADC, Kansas City Area Development Council, for their partnership with the Grill Nation show and all they do uh, to help Kansas City. Uh, we're talking about KC Rising today. The website is kcrising.com. Really interesting uh, what they're doing uh, to grow Kansas City uh, in certain areas. Before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about our peer cities because uh, from time to time, whether it's a convention or visit KC, whether it's uh, tourism, whether it's you know economic development, we're talking about our peer cities. And can we kind of break down kind of who we are competing with, who we are comparing ourselves to through the KC Rising Initiative? I'm talking about the cities that are kind of in the same level as us as far as growth and, and who we compare ourselves with as far as population. Uh, Cher, why don't you start there and uh, we'll go through that. Uh, so there's 30 of them, and you can get a full list if you actually go to the website and look Perfect. at caseyrising.com. But, but just to sort of get the high end and the low end, the largest city that we're comparing ourselves to is Seattle. And these are all based on population size, 15 larger and 15 smaller. And the smallest is Richmond. We've really been focusing in, though, on a few cities that we're calling our puzzling peers. And the reason that they're puzzling is because – At one point, Kansas City was actually doing better on economic measures or at the same level, and today we're lagging behind them. Mm -hmm. And and so we have been looking a little more closely at those peers and seeing what did they do that's different that maybe Kansas City could learn from. And who were some of those puzzling pairs? The peers. The peers, Uh, excuse me. (laughs) Puzzling peers. Uh, It would include... Twister. Cities like Denver and Nashville, Charlotte, uh, Portland is on that list. 
John, you want to add anything to? No, I think those are the main ones we've talked about. And we really looked at, okay, what were they doing? And pretty much every one of them had a focus. Uh For example, Nashville decided it was going to be known as an entertainment spot. How long ago was that? Like, that's not that long ago. That's their marketing ploy. They started that maybe 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think that's probably maybe even more recent than yeah. that. And we just wanted to look at what our puzzling peers and really all our peers were doing with respect to what they were doing right mm-hmm. and what we could copy and make better and perhaps where they had gone astray and how, and how we could avoid doing the same thing. Yeah, so I'm looking at the website. Looked at a lot of that. Yeah, yeah it, and we're talking about the smaller metros again. Are the cities like Indianapolis, Austin, Columbus, uh, Nashville? Who you mentioned, uh, Louisville is one of those as well. They're all they're all kind of branding themselves in a certain way. Austin obviously is a has a great university. They have the state capital. You know, I always said that if we could have just put the state capital in Columbia and Missouri, it would have been a totally different situation for the for Missouri. But, um, yeah, these peer cities are all doing unique things, and some of them are growing faster with population than others, uh, like we saw Austin bit just past Kansas City. But, you know, how can we compete with those cities? How could we? I mean, Austin has a lot of different factors that Kansas City can't recreate, such as if climate, such as, uh, you know, they don't have a state income tax. That's a state issue. But there's all these different things. Kansas City, how do we compete with a city like Austin that is kind of an up-and-coming city? They have a research university. We don't have that. Um, what are we doing to compete with those folks? I think the clearest thing is to focus. Um, and that's what we did back in 2014. We said, okay, what can we do? Where can we compete where others can't really compete with us? And we came within, we came with two basic trade sectors. Mm-hmm. One was global design. And that's the heavy emphasis that this city has on architect, design, construction, engineering. Um, Let's focus on that real quick. John. Sure. Leslie, tell us about that because that's exciting. That, that is something I've been begging to share. Like, I mean, how many people do we know here in Kansas City who have designed uh, stadiums, designed uh, amazing building, built solar? solar. Yeah, building, I mean, just so many things. In the whole, right, the world, the country, right? You know, I'll tell you, Casey Global Design has such a strong support and momentum that I think we are at a great opportunity to be able to tell that story. Right to tell how the you know the the unique concentration of our architects, our engineers, and our you know just the talent that we have around technology has been able to influence the country. And while they get to live in a great place, you know, to live and and to work for here in the communities, they also get to experience the country mm-hmm. and the nation. Right, and I think that is a very unique opportunity for us. So that's part of the. You go to the website. That's part of the trade. Focus, right. right? So what was the other one you were mentioning, John? There's, oh, there's it was, two of them. Uh, BioNexus KC, which is the intersection of our animal health okay. and human health, which, again, is someplace where we, even before we started any type of a branding or marketing effort, we are in the top ten of our peer cities with respect to that industry, as well as the global design industry. So really focusing on business, right? What kind of businesses can we showcase and bring in, and how do we focus on that more so than somebody asked me, you know, what would you, why would, how do we separate ourselves? Like why, if someone said, why should I come to Kansas city? What are, what do I say to them? Right. What are the things that I point out that make us different than Austin, that make us different than Nashville, that make us different than our peer cities? Those well, are two, two things. Well, one of them is clearly you can come to Kansas city. You can own your house. Mm-hmm. You can live within 30 minutes of work and not have a commute. But if you want to do architecture and design, 
you're going to do it right at the cutting edge. Yeah. You know, we didn't make the Super Bowl this year as a football team, but Kansas <laughs> City's been in every Super Bowl for years and years and years because our people designed those stadiums where the Super Bowls were. Mm-hmm. And people can come here and be successful right at the cutting edge of those industries and still enjoy the benefits of what I've heard referred to as cosmopolitan nice with respect to Kansas City. I like that. I like that. Sherry, uh, those are two trades uh, that we mentioned that you guys are going to focus on. Uh, talk to us about ideas. I know that's one of your tenets as well. Yeah, so ideas is really focused on innovation and entrepreneurship. Kansas City has been working on being an entrepreneurship hub for a long time. We have some really great collective assets in that space, and we have watched um, the strength of that ecosystem grow over time. What Casey Rising has been focusing on were two areas that had been consistently weak and actually needed business engagement or business leader engagement specifically. And so the first focus had been network capital. Um, Mm -hmm. We needed to figure out how to do a better job at that. And one of the first things connected to Casey Rising that was launched is Casey Rise Fund, which now Darcy Howe is the managing director of. They have brought in multiple millions of dollars. It's a sidecar investment fund, and they're on to phase two while they've already invested in many early-stage companies. In addition to that, uh, there's been Casey Invest Ed, and the idea behind that is that individuals of wealth may know how to invest in stock or invest in real estate. How do we invest in business and make informed decisions about those investments and get a return on that investment as we continue to grow um, the companies that exist in Kansas City? The mm-hmm. second place that we're looking, though, is corporate engagement. Um, and connecting and strengthening those connections between entrepreneurs and our corporations here. Entrepreneurship is always, it's been a big goal of Kansas City's to grow that just because of all the resources we have here, right? Uh, And as somebody who's kind of worked in that, helped out some companies in that sector, it's exciting. And I think a lot of this has to do too with policy, right? So we have to make it easy for businesses to succeed and for them to want to come here. And it's not just, it's not just, uh, you know, having good policy, but it's also people have to want to live here, right? People will live in cities that have more opportunities, even if their taxes are a little bit higher because of the ability to grow their business. It's, it's exciting. But, it, again, policy does matter, right? And, you know, the cool factor matters, right? Right, John? we got to have a, a city that people actually want to live in. Yeah, but I think we have that. Um, yeah. You know, there's been some studies that – Sometimes the the cool factor is a misnomer because people aren't looking for urban nightlife. What people are looking for are green spaces, Mm -hmm. affordable housing, easy commutes. uh, And you start checking off those boxes in Kansas City's at the top of all those. Particularly when you look at some of our peer cities, and I'm not going to name them by name, but some of our peer cities are starting to face very serious infrastructure problems Mm -hmm. with respect to transportation issues. You know, just the time it takes to go to and from work. And uh, right now we don't have to tackle that because I think we we have a little bit of utopia here that's not well known around the country. So again, KCRising.com for more information. But this is the whole region, or is it? Tell, tell us what what areas you're covering here, as far as because you know you have your different sectors that do downtown. We want downtown to thrive. We want south to thrive. We want north to thrive. What what are you all focused on as far as this region? So. Our focus has been decided by how the metropolitan statistical area is decided. So that's a 14-county area, and that's really determined by where people live and how far they travel for work. 
And and so that 14 county has been our major focus. It's by state, um, and it covers a lot of geography um, in both states. Very important to realize that this is a, a by-state initiative, right? Mm-hmm. We don't care if you live in Kansas or Missouri. We want to actually grow this entire region, which finally I feel like, uh, Leslie, we are uh, approaching differently. You know, as a former state legislator, it was always like, state line, we want this stadium, we want this stadium, we want this job, we want this job. Hopefully that's ending here soon. What are your thoughts on that? As someone that's not from here, but we have this economic border war going on. Yeah, absolutely. What I will say is that uh, Casey Rising um, also has acknowledged that there is an opportunity, right, to do better in engaging and listen to broader voices, and we're doing that. Mm-hmm. We're doing that myself, right, and uh, being <clears throat> part of Casey Rising today and learning how we're doing it and how we plan to have a more structured approach in creating a task force that allows to be able to, again, continue the conversation and bring the region uh, together to be able to um, hear, right, mm-hmm. what options and be more creative into the solutions, I believe will be part of the success. Very interesting stuff. We'll be right back after the break with more Girl Nation. Thanks for joining us. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. Thanks for joining us again today. I'm your host, Jason Grill, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Thanks to KCADC for their partnership with the Grill Nation show and for coming on the air today with this great group of people of, uh, representing KC Rising and their website is kcrising.com. I'm joined again today by Sherry Gonzalez, Vice President of the Civic Council and Director of KC Rising, John Murphy, who is a partner at Chicardi and Bacon uh, and former global firm chair. And Leslie Elwell, who is a chief people officer at J.E. Dunn Construction. All great companies, uh, very civic-minded uh, businesses, and there's these people are no exception to the rule that have joined us today. Also, Ashley Hand is in studio, too, from KCADC. Um, okay, so let's talk about your third tenant on the website, which is at kcrising.com, is human capital people. How are you focusing on people, and, and what exactly does this mean? Uh, Sherry, we'll start with you. Yeah, so people has been the space I've been working in since the inception of Casey Rising. And we are living in a time when people, the talent, and Leslie could probably back this up, is really the bottleneck to growth for communities, for businesses. Uh, We have a time when there are more jobs than there are people available to fill those jobs. And the individuals that may be looking there might be a mismatch of their skills with where the demand is today. And so we've focused a lot of time on people because talent is so important to the growth, the retention, and the attraction of businesses to our region Mm -hmm. um, for us to continue to grow economically. Some of the things that we have done is really just do some analysis around what are the learning opportunities to try to meet those skills gaps Um, Do we have those opportunities available so that individuals who are living here today could actually access the good jobs that are available in our own community? Um, We learned some things through that, and our education institutions responded in kind to make sure those opportunities were available. Talk about diversity, Leslie. I know you're you're working on a a new task force, the Casey Rising Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force. What's that all about? I know that 
very important when we're talking about people, when we're talking about uh, pay gaps, when we're talking about eth- uh, ethnic growth and ethnic groups in our region. Talk to us about what you're focused on to try to uh, work on that with the task force. Sure, absolutely. Uh, first, let me start with your point of the challenges around talent. If we ask CEOs, if we ask their leaders around right, the communities, what is their major challenge? One of the top three, they will say talent, talent, talent. Mm. Right? So as we think about what talent looks for, right, just overall, overall talent, you know, what I would say is they would look, they look for five things. They look for companies and what they stand for. They look for the people and the leadership, the people, right, the leaders mm-hmm. and what they stand for, the opportunity, the work, and the total rewards overall. And having the ability to be able to bring that to the broadest thinking, right, the, the biggest diversity of thought is where um, you, get, you get the most um, power and the ability really for growth. I would say that inclusion and diversity, right, is needed to be able to achieve the growth that is expected. Mm-hmm. I believe that without it, uh, it will be very, very hard to right. not, you know, to achieve our goals. And because of that, again, as I mentioned, we're, we are creating a more structured approach and a task force to be able to engage and listen um, to the broader voices around the community and businesses of what are they needs and where's the talents coming from and what are they telling us they want? What is their lifestyles, right? And what are they needs so that we can also make sure that we are meeting the, uh, the candidates and the employees' needs based on um, their lifestyles. Yeah, and I'd like to add to that a little bit and that Casey Rising has made a commitment to lead by example to be more diverse also in, in our representation of committees and leadership and other things so that um, in the decision-making, we have diverse voices as well. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's diversity of thought at the broadest levels. It's diversity of, sure, ethnicity, right? But it's also diversity of learning opportunities and learning experiences that people come with. So I believe that also in addition to the, the diversity and inclusion task force, task force the, the experiential learning opportunities that we are creating, you know, with Casey Rising, Jay Dunn being very involved and many of our peers are also going to allow the candidates to be career ready uh, earlier in their journey. Um, John, what about workforce development? I mean, it's, it's such a hot, hot topic and hot word. I mean, throughout your uh, civic involvement and being involved with this, um, have you noticed us actually growing as far as talent in Kansas City that can fill these jobs? Because whether we're talking about high tech, whether we're talking about, you mentioned the architecture, engineering, all that stuff happening here in Kansas City, have you seen a change as far as the talent we have in our city? Yeah, I think there has been a change. And I'd say first at the outset, workforce development is not a unique problem to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Every city in the country is suffering from a workforce development issue, and you have to address it. And, and I think the way we're addressing it is by focusing now on some of the on some of the enablers. We've talked about our drivers of people, ideas, and uh, trade. But we're also talking about now enablers, place, mm-hmm. that we have to make sure that people want to come to Kansas City. I think anybody you've ever talked to, and I'm sure you've talked to a number of people, that if we can get them here, we'll keep them. Mm-hmm. Because people who come to Kansas City are always pleasantly surprised That's by right. what they find. Mm-hmm. And so how do you get them here? Offer them <clears throat> opportunities, 
make sure that their significant others have opportunities, make sure that we have a, an infrastructure in place that's going to be exciting, make sure that we're, we're, we have a uh, wage structure in place that's going to be competitive. And if we start focusing on those things together with the opportunities that our businesses are presenting, we are going to win the trade battle and we're going to win the talent battle. On that note, uh, we're becoming a high-performing job market by growing and attracting headquarter companies, bringing into the region the majority of revenues that aren't normally here. We talked about entrepreneurs and growing from the bottom up. Um, talk to us about kind of that sector of it. Yeah, I think there's three things we need to do. First off, you've identified we have to get more national headquarters here. Frankly, I'd like Kansas to see area. some locating downtown, too, as yes. a selfish thing. And now we're getting Class A office yeah. uh, downtown, which is something we've needed. Yeah, um, That's going to be exciting. I mean, we need to create a situation where we have corporate headquarters here that are bringing in revenue into Kansas City that's generated outside the Kansas City area. Mm -hmm. The second thing we obviously have to do is identify the fast-growing companies here in Kansas City and help them in any way we can continue to grow. The third thing we have to do is support our startups, support our entrepreneurs, but not only support them at the startup phase, but we have to make sure that when they get beyond that startup phase and become successful, that they stay here. Mm -hmm. That's going to be critical, those three areas. I agree. Completely agree with that. If, 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 every, if every elected official, John, could take that mantra, I would love it. I'd support them all because that is something – that's so important is supporting your, your, your startups, your entrepreneurs, but also focusing on, you know, you got to have some big companies too that have a lot of jobs. You got to do both. It's not just one or the other. And uh, focusing on entrepreneurship and high growth companies is just so important. Sherry, uh, we talked about our growth. Uh, talk to us about how we have been growing. I know, you know, the headlines might read, Kansas City's not doing as well as some of its peer cities, which is what you guys have talked about, but we are growing. This is a positive. We're not, we're not dying. We're growth. There's good things happening here in Kansas City. Yeah, there absolutely are. On every one of the key metrics that we mentioned, our horizon goals, there's growth that's happening, and there's growth that has been happening year after year. That's great. Uh, the, the not good enough part came from when you compare it to our peers, we're not keeping pace. So an example of that is you know, our economy, our regional economy, grew at 2% last year. That's, that's average. That's about what you expect an economy to grow at, but Nashville grew at 7%. And so where we want to be is sort of better than where we are today and keeping pace with places like Nashville. And we think it's absolutely possible. It's within reach. Definitely is. And again, you're measuring yourself in three distinct categories, uh, quality jobs, gross metropolitan product, and median household income. Tell me... Uh, what that all means and, and maybe pick out one that we're doing really well at as far as with our comparing this to our peer cities, well, quality jobs, gross, uh, gross metropolitan product and median household income. I think it's fascinating that these are the things that we're focused on because again, we go back to metrics. Yes, we have a lot of great headlines and thank, thank God we do. Um, some cities don't, but these three things kind of are what you're measuring yourself against. And, uh, the goal is to be in the top 10 at the end of this uh, process, correct? Correct. Okay. So we have grown quality jobs in the last year um, pretty significantly. Uh, by 
by our measures, it was, you know, um, I'm trying to look up the numbers here, but it was a pretty significant number. Correct. And and so one of the questions we often get, though, is how are you defining quality jobs? What is a quality job, right? Right. And so how we define it for Casey Rising is that it's making above average wage. The average wage is somewhere around um, 40000 mm-hmm. above 40000 and And so you would make more than that, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And and then the other way that we define it is we include in those jobs that lead to a pathway of an above average wage, usually requiring a credential. Um, we do have a number of jobs uh, that that pay significant amounts of money um, in the traded sectors we've talked <clears throat> about and so many other employers that may not fall into those traded sectors. Um, but that's one example. And so we have grown that um, I think it was, the, let me look exactly, but we grew it, I'll love to get you the number, but we're by growing, 5%. We're, we're growing at a good rate. Yeah, yeah over, uh, over the last four years, from 2014 to 2018, quality jobs have grown at 6%. There you go. I was like, I thought it was, yep, yeah. yeah, 6%. We're going to have correct numbers here when we're talking go. metrics, right? Right. 6%. Uh, very exciting stuff, and all of this is on the website at kcrising.com. We're going to have one last segment with this all-star panel after the break, I want to talk about what's next, uh, what's, what, what we're going to do as Kansas City, what are our pluses, minuses, What have an honest conversation about what's next and how people actually can get involved with this effort because uh, if you're like me, this is exciting. You want your city to uh, grow and prosper. You're listening to the Grill Nation Show. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 9.80 a.m. and on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. Really appreciate KCADC for uh, bringing in these awesome guests today. It's been a really cool show talking about KC Rising. The website is kcrising.com. Just a ton of cool data and uh, things that you can look at here about Kansas City and how we're competing with our peer cities as far as growth and uh, quality jobs as well as uh, median household income. So many fascinating things. They have uh, all kinds of things you can connect with and also get a, get a more updates through an email sign-up, which I just did this morning. Uh, again, Sherry Gonzalez is with us, who's the vice president of the Civic Council uh, and rising Casey Rising Director. Uh, I don't know if I should call you Executive Director or Director. She's running the show, or Casey Rising. Uh, John Murphy, partner in, at Chukardi and Bacon, also a, a former global firm chair, and Leslie Elwell, who is the chief people officer at a company that you might have heard of called J.E. Dunn Construction. Okay, so final segment of the show today. Um, let's talk about kind of, you know, what what is next for Casey Rising? You know, again, you mentioned you started around 2014, 2015, which seems like yesterday, uh, but it's been five years. Uh, we talked about some of the positive things you've been doing. Um, what's next? Uh, Sherry, we'll start with you. What, what are you excited about with Casey Rising? Well, and first, I also mentioned how long of a process is this? How far are we going in your plan here? Yeah. So when we launched this, we always knew it was long term. We sort of put out there a number of at least a 20 year process. Right. Mm-hmm. I so I have um, two small children. Uh, it will be their future that we're planning for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so it, it is a long term regional sort of systemic thing that we're working on. Um, some of the things that are changing is that when we launched this, 
you know, we were in a certain time and place. And and as we all know, change is happening. It's happening rapidly, and we need to be responsive to that. And so it isn't the changes that are on the horizon for us is not because what we did is wrong or isn't working. We're actually building on those successes. We're looking at the environment around us, and we're responding to it and figuring out where we need to go next to stay ahead of the curve. And so some of that is our own operating structure some of it is the integration of um, these enablers and contextual strategies that John mentioned earlier, place, mm-hmm. policy, and inclusion. Um, and some of it is even in how we're measuring ourselves. The horizon metrics we've mentioned a number of times, those aren't changing. That's still the long-term goal. Mm-hmm. But measuring our progress toward those goals, that's likely to change because we're going to be changing some of the strategies we're doing around that. I like that you brought that up, that you mentioned uh, because things are changing so quickly in our world, in our community, you guys are adapting and changing too. Um, John, let's talk about bringing in fresh leadership uh, along with uh, Kansas City Rising kind of adapting and changing because in a 20-year plan, things are going to change in your world and your society. I mean, heck, you know, 10 years ago, uh, there was no – Twitter was just kind of starting. I looked at my Instagram feed from 2012. I had one like on a photo, and some didn't have any likes. I mean, the world is changing very rapidly, and you guys are too. Yeah, I mean, I think the only constant is change. And um, my new co-chair who started on March 1st, Neil Sharma, mm-hmm. who's one of the brightest, most innovative minds I've ever seen, mentioned that I think it's just a great quote. He said, right now is the fastest rate of change any of us have ever experienced. At the same time, it's the slowest rate of change that any of us will ever see for the rest of our lives. And we have to obviously recognize that and be prepared to deal with that. And I think we are. As I said, Neil is is a great addition to the KC Rising leadership team. And the other thing that's happening that I think is going to continue to happen, one of the best things that KC Rising has accomplished, and it's not metric-based, it's the collaboration among the Civic Council, Kansas City Chamber of Commerce, the KCADC, and the Mid-America Regional Council. There has been a spirit of collaboration and cooperation and alignment among those groups that I don't think has ever been seen before. We meet on a regular basis. Everybody's on the same page as to where we want to go as we move forward. And I think that's going to enable us to deal with the constant change that we're going to face in the future. That is so needed, right? It's absolutely. You've been around for a while, and... That hasn't always happened, like you said, and it's 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 cool to have everyone uh, chewing gum and walking and doing things at the same time in unison, right? Well, and the greatest thing is, you know, state line was mentioned a few times this morning. Mm-hmm. State line's never mentioned the Casey Rising meetings mm-hmm. because what we're doing is bigger than state line, and we don't let the state line and the idea of a of a boundary between states get in the way of what we're trying to accomplish from a regional prosperity. I feel like that is so needed too, because if we're going to be competitive with these cities, we have to embrace that. Right. We can't just have this this division in our in our city, and in our state, um, since we are such a unique uh, area of the country. OK, so a um, lot of ways to get involved. Um, how can people get involved, help out uh, work? Obviously, they can learn more at caserising.com about your progress. Uh, give us some examples, Sherry, of how people can do this, because if you're like me and you care about your city. Um, we want to get involved. And there's a lot of young leaders. Right. Uh, the new generation, which. I like to put in the 30, 40, 50 something category, you know, maybe the 20s uh, that actually are taking part in different things in our city and, and want to get involved in this and want to live in a cool city. Tell us how they can. Well, some of the immediate ways is that we are active on social media. So you can follow us at our Twitter, Twitter handle, Casey Rising. 
Um, and uh, so that's one way to know what's going on and how to get more involved. We also have an annual event. We call it our Horizon event, where we really do invite the community to come and hear about what Casey Rising is doing, has done for the last year, and where we're going next. Um, this last year was our largest event yet. We had roughly 500 people that attended at the Founders Club at Arrowhead. Mm. Um, and so uh, next year it'll be February. That last week of February is, ten, is when we tend to have that. We also, though, this year are having more sort of individual events. There's certain things that we're working on. And so if you contact us through the website and we know more about your interests, we can get you involved in some of those smaller convenings, um, sometimes uh, put people on task forces. But, but one major focus for this year has been experiential learning. Um, we talked in this segment about the importance of talent. And while there is no silver bullet for developing talent, one of the best things that develops real work readiness and lets the individual know what their own interests are and their aptitudes is real world or experiential learning. And so we are trying to align that effort. We're trying to grow the involvement in that, um, specifically from small and mid-sized companies. We would mm-hmm. like to have those engaged. and. And make Thank sure, you. yes, we want and, more of that involved yes. in our in our leadership groups, right? right? I mean, we can't forget. I mean, I know the big companies are important, but the the small to medium size are our future. They are our future, and they need to have a voice too. They do, and and so we've been working hard to engage them, and also make sure that the individuals that are accessing those opportunities that it's sort of democratized access. So it doesn't matter what zip code you live in in Kansas City that you're able to learn about that, and and so. Um, we're working toward having a searchable database uh, at ActivateKC. ActivateKC.com? Mm-hmm, .com. Check it out. Um, you mentioned the Horizon event. I read your speech. Oh, that looked really cool. I'm excited to go next year and see what progress we've made. We've got about a minute left. What are you guys most excited about as uh, Kansas Cityans for our future? Uh, just give me one or two things that really excite you, John. We'll start with you in a rapid fire. Yeah, I want to create a situation where KC Rising is so integrated into the community that everybody says this can't go away. Mm-hmm. I love that. Leslie? Casey Rising is playing a huge role in reinventing who we are, what we do, and how we do it. Love it. Cherry? And this is what I do every day, right? And I believe intention and action does make a difference. And, and I think we're going to look back and be able to see and how some of that intention did change our community. We're counting on you guys. So I'm looking forward to getting more involved. KCRising.com. Check it out. There's so much great information. I want to thank the KCADC for setting up this show. They're an amazing organization here as well in Kansas City. Uh, the sky's the limit, and I'm looking forward to seeing Kansas City grow and prosper here in the next few years. Thank you for joining the Grill Nation show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, again, connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. Have a great day.